this time last year, May 24th, 2022, I was getting on the Eurostar to go to Paris for two days because I was celebrating my divorce papers coming through. This was the end of an era for me. Uh, this was my second marriage and it took a lot of courage, a lot of bravery for me to ask my then husband for a divorce and I really wanted to honour the choices I made by doing something different, by doing something on my own that brought me so much joy. Hey, Star Monroe here, and this is the Star Monroe Show. Each week I drop episodes talking about all things reinvention, confidence, relationships, and sex in midlife. Let's talk about looking at life and our events in them through a different lens. And also I want to talk you through the steps that I took to get me to a place where I asked for a divorce, even though I didn't ask in <laughs> the correct manner. Um, when I went to Paris last year to celebrate my divorce papers coming through. It was a momentous milestone and I wanted to remember the divorce papers coming through as something that was happy, joyful, that I could see a door that I was walking through into me creating a midlife on my terms. I wrote some words today on my Instagram and it and they go like this. Nothing stops me from feeling and living fully alive. It is one of my life's values to feel and live fully alive. I spent so long in my life trying to chase that feeling of aliveness through cocaine, alcohol, shitty relationships, spending money I did not have. And if you've been listening to me for a while, then you know, as I got into my 40s, I realized that I was fucking my life up and I could not carry on doing it because I I fast-tracked my life into when I was 70, 80, and I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be a shit show. You need to step up, take responsibility for yourself, stop abdicating responsibility, stop blaming everybody else and start looking at yourself. That was 12 years ago. And uh, in those 12 years and still now, I am always I'm committed to learning, committed to knowing myself at such a deep level. You see, you always have a choice through everything that you experience in life. You can look for the lesson and learn from it so you can let that chapter, that episode go and you can grow. Or you can bury your head in the sand, keep repeating the same mistakes. I did this for many years. I've used this word already. Abdicate your responsibility and carry this heavy 
weight around with you like a noose around your neck. If you want to do things differently, if you want to feel alive, if you want to put yourself first in life, then it all starts and ends with you. So I will invite you to ponder over that, to ponder over the words, almost use them as a mantra. I have a choice. I can do things differently. I wonder how I would do things differently. And start to say these words to yourself every night before you go to bed and get your subconscious to do the work for you. We are programmed and we program ourselves. We also get programmed from the outside. Um, And so you want to be able to program yourself so you can get your subconscious to find the answers for you. You've also got to practice the art of patience as well. (laughs) Because answers don't tend to come, especially to deep and meaningful questions, they don't tend to come straight away, but they will come when you slow down, when you calm your nervous system down and you feel you are in a receptive receptive place. What do I mean by that? Uh, You are calm, grounded. Your brain is not anxious, not overwhelmed, not second guessing yourself. And there are many things and practices that you can do to teach yourself how to soothe your nervous system. So at the start of the call, I said I was going to talk also about what steps I took to ask my second husband for a divorce. I think this may be the time that I show a little bit more about this marriage as well. Um, I met my second husband in 2015. I did not know of him before this time and I was here in Turkey, this is where I moved to Turkey from the UK last year. And I said to my girlfriend, and it was around September in 2015, I said, I think I'm ready to start dating again. She rolled her eyes, tutted at me and just went, oh my God, here we go again. Because my past history with men was very checkered. I had made lots and lots of mistakes. And I think about a year before I had finally got myself out of a codependent relationship, which was harder to extract myself from than my seven year addiction to cocaine. So at the time I was studying to be a psychotherapist and I was unraveling all these false identities and masks that I had taken on over the years so I could get my sense of love and belonging, which is, we all want that. And what I know now in hindsight is that my inner child, my wounded inner child was leading the way. Um, and yet in 2015, I thought I had healed myself from all the work I was doing inside the psychotherapy training. And when I started doing the psychotherapy training, I decided to do that for my own self, not really to be a psychotherapist because I was so fucked up in my early 40s. 
So September 2015, I would say I called my second husband into my world. And along he trotted, sent me a message on Facebook, and he said, I've been following you for a while. And how he appealed to me was not through my looks. He was very charming and he recognized my wisdom, my intelligence, my writings, and I fell hook, line, and sinker. I know now that a charmer will charm the socks off me, or the panties off me, I should say. And so I'm much more aware of that now as a single midlife woman. Fast track two months later or three months later, we were in Vegas and we first met. He was from America, by the way, and I was in England. We met in Vegas and he told me he loved me. Um, and if I'm honest, I wasn't that enamored with him yet. I was like, oh my God, here's a nice guy. He's being really kind to me. He was much older than me, 25 years older than me. He was wealthy and I'm going to tell you the truth. I was like, there's a guy who can look after me, take care of me. And I was at the time very exhausted, battered down by life. I'd kind of given up on myself. Um, and I was like, yes, I can retire and this guy can look after me. So I just kind of bumbled ahead into this relationship. And six months later, from the date we first talked, we got married. We got married in Topanga Canyon in LA with the goals and intentions for me to move out to LA. That never happened because I had a son who was around 15, 16 at the time, and I just couldn't quite get my head around moving him from the UK to the US. And then various things started to happen in our relationship. And it started off beautifully well. Of course it would. It's the honeymoon period. Everyone is on their best behavior and everyone is trying to charm each other and be nice and yet i remember the day after we got married gosh that was around <laughs> i can't believe the dates actually as i'm talking to you that was a year ago six it was seven, six or seven years ago today we got married wow oh my god what a coincidence i remember the day after we got married I entered that marriage, I must profess, with lots of insecurities. My wounded child was leading the way. I wanted to be adored. I wanted to be rescued. I wanted someone to do everything, tell me what to do. And I never had to worry about anything. But the day after we got married, I watched his eyes eye up this beautiful waitress in this amazing cafe in the middle of LA. And I lost my shit with him. I lost my fucking shit with him. I went crazy. I was like, oh my God, you're looking up another woman. I can't believe it. So my insecurities were bubbling there to be felt, to be expressed. What I know now on hindsight is that when we finally feel safe with another person, our true selves start to emerge. And over the period of time that I was with my second husband, our true selves definitely fucking emerged. All my insecurities came out to the table, all my just jealousy, my neediness, uh, my 
ex-husband's real personality came out he was a depressive he used to stonewall me so anyway i'm going to fast track you through five years of our relationship and really it it was not working and at some at one point he he actually moved to england and he spent two or three years in england with me in my house and at one point i could not stand being stonewalled anymore so i lost my shit again because that was the way i handled conflict i would lose my temper i would explode i would slam doors i would storm off it was very challenging for me to ask for what i needed so it came out really wonky and i just said you need to move back to america and i think we need to split up I said we was going to fast track five years, but actually that wasn't. It was three years. 2016, we got married. 2019, I asked him to move back to America. And then between 2019 and 2021, we oscillated between staying together, getting back together, getting back together, splitting up, talking about our future, not talking about our future. And we were living on different continents. I was in the UK, he was in the US. And what I did, what I did was focused on me. And so even though I couldn't quite let my ex-husband or my, yeah, he is my ex-husband now, my, my husband at the time go, I thought you have to focus on your life. So I took advantage of COVID and I took my business online so I knew I didn't want to work in person anymore. And I, I mean, this, that's been a whole big journey, taking my business online and evolving my teachings into a methodology and into a business where I'm serving women worldwide. I had to go through lots of fears and still do and build up my self-worth and my value and my belief in myself by the actions I take. Probably worth you rewinding that part and listening to those words one more time. Self-worth, self-value, confidence, they're all actions. Um, and, you know, we, we can't get that from a book or a course. It's about us deciding to do things differently in our lives. Again, it's a choice. So I took my business online and I slowly built up my own independent wealth my money um and i still could not quite decide what i wanted to do with my husband and what i made a decision to do was i asked him if we could still be friends and stay married i no longer wanted to have sex with him uh, the kind of ideal repulsed me i couldn't bear him touching me and so in 2021 i started to make my dreams come true around traveling more because i had this business now i was working online i didn't have to be in a certain place i was still based in england so i went off traveling and i took myself to la and mexico for a while and it was in on the la trip that i met up with my husband we hadn't met for a while because of covid um, so it's probably like a year and a half we hadn't seen each other, yet we'd stayed in contact via FaceTime and texting. And it was lovely to see him. There was a part of me that still felt at home with him. I was, you know, he, and again, we're on our best behavior because we haven't seen each other for a while. So it's almost like we get to relive that honeymoon period. And I said to him, I, I wasn't in a place to sleep with him. I didn't really know what was going on in my head. So can he just respect my wishes around that? And we actually went up to see the Sokoa trees. 
uh, the big redwoods and he took me on this couple this weekend trip and i remember this happening in the morning i said please we shared a room we had separate beds i said please wear clothes because he normally was naked when he went to bed and in the morning he was naked and he came into my bed and touched me and i froze i froze and i was like what are you doing i said i asked you not to do this um you haven't asked for consent you're not respecting my wishes and then he just talked at me for quite a long time and i remember being very tearful and again i was like i didn't want to get angry because i didn't want to spoil the trip you know it's that good girl inside me uh, and also you know there's this layer of i'm protecting myself i'm with i know i'm with my husband at the time but i was in the middle of fucking nowhere and i didn't want to be stranded and abandoned left on my own although i know i would have been able to look after myself um but what happens when we get triggered when we drop into our sympathetic nervous system we go into fight flight fawn freeze or flap and our old ways of reacting to situations where we feel unsafe they'll come up so we kind of brushed over that as my ex-husband loved to do brush over things and never discuss it and we got on with the trip and then the next day he kind of moved into my apartment with me and i was like why are you bringing so much stuff here he was like oh well i'm going to stay here and i said but you haven't discussed this with me and anyway we fell out and he stormed off and i just said look let's we need to get a divorce we need to get a divorce it's done we're no longer getting on and then that was fine i again plowed back into my work and focused on what i want to do saw some girlfriends in la a week later he got back in contact with me he said i don't want to split up i want to be with you so he took me out to a beautiful dinner to this amazing restaurant in beverly hills wooed me again and then how how i felt from that dinner was i was like really fucking confused i was like i know I don't want to be with you. There's my whole body is telling me I don't want to be with you, but there was a part of me that could not just go enough. I'm done. I want to walk away. So I remember just going, I really don't know what to say to you with this. I need to go away to think about it. And I went off to Tulum, stayed in Mexico for about a month, and then went back to England. And I still was just like this indecisiveness. There was this real indecisiveness around me making a decision around this. And it was fear. It was fear that was making me indecisive. It was, yeah, it was keeping me from, I don't want to sound like a complete toss up, but it, I'd, it was, it was keeping me from speaking my truth, from really claiming what I needed to do. So, <laughs> I still laugh about this now. So I remember in these whole struggles of me being really indecisive, yet there's a part of me that knew I had to let this go so I could move on in into my life. I was I was drinking. I was drinking quite heavily. And I remember one evening I was I got quite drunk and I FaceTimed him. 
and I can't quite remember the conversation. And yet I know on that conversation, I asked for a divorce and I know from the repercussions from that phone call, because he no longer spoke to me. He completely cut me off and out of his life. I have no idea what I said on that phone call. <laughs> I have still no idea. Um, but from then, the ramifications were that I got divorce papers. I was served about three months later. And then the ball started rolling into us processing the divorce and finalizing the divorce. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because I'm really messy. I'm not perfect. I do things in strange ways sometimes. I do not do things correctly or the way they should be done. <laughs> and I really want you to know that life is messy you're messy and sometimes we don't do things in the way that we think we should do them <laughs> i'm still kind of giggling about me asking for a divorce when i was really drunk and i couldn't quite remember what i did fast track me into nearly two years on that was a chapter that I exited out of and I started the call by saying I went to Paris, Paris and celebrated that and I closed the door, closed the door on it. Um, I went back into my world. I carried on fortifying the fuck out of myself, building my tenacity, my courage, my bravery by doing the things I think I couldn't do. And I'm now living at the moment, who knows what's coming around the corner, but I'm now living in Turkey on my own in a very small bijou apartment. And I couldn't be happier. And yet happiness seems not enough to explain how I feel. I was talking to my good friend the other day about, she said, how are you? And I went, I'm complex. I'm complex. It's like, that's how I would describe to someone who was interested in really listening to my answer. I'm complex. I'm not just happy. I'm joyful. I feel scared. I feel alive. I feel awake. I feel nervous. I feel anxious. I feel excited. I feel ecstatic. I feel sad. I feel a tremendous weight of responsibility. I also feel a tremendous lightness and exuberance for life. I'm complex. <laughs> I'm complex. And I really thank all former versions of me for helping and guiding me to get me where I am today and to where I'm going to go in the future. So it's a reminder that you're messy. I'm messy. Life is messy. Sometimes we don't do things in the way that we think we should do them. Sometimes we fuck up and make a complete shit show of things. And other times we do things that really enable us to take that leap of faith in ourselves so we can soar into our next, I was going to say, realm or stage of our lives. 
as you traverse this midlife journey, Queen. I see you, I honor you, and I celebrate the fuck out of you.